Bread aisle, are you ready to rock? Dave's Killer Bread is the country's number one organic bread for a reason. Always delivering killer taste, killer texture, and killer nutrition. This isn't bread. This is bread amplified. down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. For a quick, refreshing drink after a hard day's work, try drinking a glass full of this famous original malted milk. Horlicks will invigorate you, give you renewed energy with which to enjoy the evening. We can all use a lot of extra energy these hot days. Fatigue and lack of pep certainly take a lot of enjoyment out of life, don't they? And by the way, talking about hot weather, Horlicks makes an excellent hot weather lunch. One that keeps you alert, gives you extra pep and energy for tackling the afternoon's work. The Horlicks lunch prevents you from getting drowsy, too. Keeps you on your toes. I suggest you make a good glass full of Horlicks your regular noontime meal from now on. And remember, when you're feeling tired or run down, a glass full of Horlicks makes an excellent reviver. Drink Horlicks for its fine, refreshing qualities. Your druggist keeps it, you know, in both natural and chocolate flavors. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. You know, Abner's wife and daughter, Elizabeth and Pearl, have gone in strong for the wave of society that is sweeping Pine Ridge. Abner hasn't been able to adjust himself to this new mode of living. And as a result, affairs at home are not running as smoothly as they should. As we look in on the Jotham Down store today... We find Abner pouring out his troubles to his old friend, Dick Huddleston. Listen. And I went over home last night after work and no supper on the table. No supper? No, her and Pearl were sitting there playing contract bridge on the dining table with the widow Abernathy and Sister Simpson. Well, I'll declare. She said her and Pearl weren't hungry because they served some fresh men. Want me to go down to Luke Spears' restaurant and get something to eat. Well, that doesn't sound like Elizabeth. Oh, it's this society business. I never seen such a change come over a woman. She's got to where she don't take no interest in her housework at all. A crop is growing up in weeds and everything else. So you're having to eat down at Luke Spears' restaurant now, huh? Yeah, but I set my foot down on that, though. I told her from here out when I got home I wanted hot vittles sitting there on the table. Well, I don't blame you, Abner. That was the thing to do. Well, I don't know where it was or not, Dave. When I told her that, why, first thing she done was just went out and got a hard girl. Said she weren't going to waste her life standing over a kitchen stove. Oh, she's not going to do the cooking now, No, she says she ain't got time. Got a hard girl. She's taking them voice lessons and contract bridge lessons. And now she's planning on having a big coming out party for Pearl. Going to make her debut. Well, for goodness sake. Come down here this morning want a hundred dollars for her and Pearl to going to the county seat to buy some clothes with. A hundred dollars? Yeah, I give them fifty. That's all I had. Well, Abner, you can't afford to live like that. I know it. I know it. But what's somebody going to do? I try to reason with her why she just goes high in a kite. 
I tell you, Dick, this professor and his wife have just got her mesmerized. She'll do anything they tell her to. All they got to say is that that's what they do in society. Well, the whole town's gone crazy over society. It's disgusting. I know it. She ain't the only one. They drug me over to a big bridge party last night over at Lom's house. Kept me up till after 11 o'clock. Listening to them argue about what card they ought to play and what they ought to be. Yeah. Old Lum sure going in for this society song, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's one of the ring leaders. Called himself the Pine Ridge Playboy. Yeah. Well, what became of that coming out party he's going to have? I thought he was going to make his abuse. Well, I reckon he still aims to have it. There's just been so much going on here lately. I don't reckon he could find time to come out. <laughs> Well, I guess that society stuff is all right for those that like it, Edna. I think they're running in the ground here, though. These fellas that all just quit work just because they bought a little stock in the silver mine, as far as they're going to wake up one of these days and wonder what happened. Yeah, I don't see how they expect to live. Elizabeth keeps asking me to close up a store here or sell it. She says it's a disgrace for me to be in society and working at the same time. Well, how does she expect you to make a living, Edna? I don't know. You can't reason with it. It's Professor Willoughby and his wife been talking to her, I think. I don't know what to do, Harvey. Well, now, I wouldn't close up this store regardless of what any of them say. Well, I've got to keep peace in the family some way. Well, now, you've got too much money invested here to just walk off and leave it. This stock's at invoice around, oh, eleven or $1,200. Well, that's what I figure, about $1,100. Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'd better get out of here. Look something yonder. Huh? Oh. Yeah, Squire be trying to sell me some of that stock in his silver mine. Yeah, who that with him in there? Snake Hogan? Yeah. Now, they make a fine team, those two. Well, reckon what they're wanting over here. Well, I don't know, but I'll see you after a while, Edna. Come down low with me when you get time. Yeah, well, Dick, you come back. All right, Edna. Uh, hello, Squire. Well, good afternoon, Dick. Oh, howdy, Dick. Hello, Snake. Haven't changed your mind about buying a little stock in our silver mine, have you, Dad? No, I don't think so, Squire. Haven't got the money to spare. Well, you're passing up a wonderful opportunity today for the chance of a lifetime. Yeah, you better get on the bandwagon, Dick. No, I'm not the right, fellow. Well, howdy, Peabody. Yeah, come in, come in. Yes, how are you today, Abner? Uh, all right, I reckon, Squire. What can I do for you fellas? Why, uh, Snake here wants to see you on a little matter of business, Abner. Yeah, Peabody, I heard you wanted to get rid of your store yeah, here. Yeah, just a minute, fellas. I believe that was my ring there. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Peabody got him down, store talking. Uh, Abner Peabody talking. Mom? Vanilla extract? Yes, Mom. Well, I can't deliver it. I ain't got nobody to leave here in the store. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, Squire, would you fellas mind to stay here in the store while I run across there to Luther Phillips' place? Uh, Miss Phillips is baking a cake and ain't got a drop of flavoring in the house. Why, no, go right ahead, Abner. We'll wait. It won't take but a minute. Hello. Well, I guess I can bring it over to you, Miss Phillips. Uh, was there anything else you wanting? Uh-huh. Uh, all right, I'll be right over. Mom? Oh, that's all right. Not at all. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Same, it looks to me like they'd think about them things before they start stirring up a thing. Well, I'll get on over there with it. I'll be back directly. Yeah, hurry back, Peabody. Well, Snake, if the deal goes through, there's $50 in it for you. 
Well, I'll buy it if he'll sell it. Oh, well, he'll sell it. Uh, everything's all said. I've had the professor and his wife talking to Miss Peabody, and I know she's been after Abner to get rid of it. Well, now, how strong do you want me to go on the price? Uh, oh, price? don't matter much about that snake. His wife has promised the professor that if he does sell it, why, she'll see that he invests all the money and stock in the silver mine, so in the end, we'll get the store and our money back, too. That's the reason I gave you all that currency. Cash always looks bigger to a man like that, you know. I drew that out of the bank especially for this deal. Well, I'll have to hand it to you, Squire. You can figure out more ways to make money than any fellow I ever saw. No, well, this wasn't a hard deal to figure out. See, we buy the store and then sell him stock for the money we paid him, so we get the store for nothing, you might say. <laughs> you sure have been selling the stock around here. I'll say that for you. Yes, well, the smartest thing I did was when I made Lum president of the company. I got him thinking that they're all going to get rich over of it. Well, if there's anybody gets rich out of this, it'll be Squire Skimp, I'll bet you that. <laughs> well, I don't think I'll lose anything, Snake, <laughs> but I'm not through with him yet. I've got a friend of mine coming in here Friday, going to drive in in a big car with a chauffeur and all. <laughs> I'm going to introduce him around as a big mine operator from Arizona. Call a meeting of the stockholders and have him get up and offer us $2 million for the mine. And I'm going to turn it down. Turn him down? Yes, and then when he leaves town, well, I won't be able to get these stock certificates printed fast enough to take care of the order. They'll be begging me to sell them some more stock. <laughs> I pulled a deal like that over in Oklahoma one oh, time. Oh, and... Here comes Steve on it. Oh, yes. Well, now, let me meet him here at the door, Snake, and I'll have a deal all fixed up by the time you start talking to him. Yeah, uh, Abner, just a minute. I want to have a word with you there. Hey, I saw a spy. Uh, Abner. I don't know whether you know it or not, but Snake Hogan has come into a little money recently. And I knew your wife had been after you to sell the store there, so I've been talking to Snake, and I've got him all ripped up to buy it. Man, I don't know where I want to sell it or not, Squire. Well, now, I believe he'll pay you a good price. I talked the deal up on account of us being such old friends. I've got him believing that you just make a barrel of money out of this store there. Well, Elizabeth wants me to sell it all right, but I don't know hardly. Well, go on back there and talk to him. Might make a good deal with him. Oh, yeah, I'll talk to him, sure. Uh, was you want to see me, Snake? Yes, I heard you wanted to get you out of your store here, Peabody, and thought I'd come down and try to make a deal with you. Well, I don't know hardly, Snake, where I want to sell it or not. Well, I've got the cash money here, and, you know, money talks. I'm ready to give you $1,500 cash for it. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. Well, now, you might be able to do a little better than that, can't you, Snake? Uh, Abner's a friend of mine here, and naturally I want to see him get all this work. Well, uh, seventeen fifty. How does that strike you, Peabody? Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I don't care much about selling it, but if you want to give me $2,000 cash for it, why, it's yours. Well, that's fair enough, Snake. That's a good bargain. If it's me, I'd take it. Well, that's a deal, Peabody. Yes, sir. Just count him out four of them uh, $500 stacks there, Snake. Yeah. Well, the land sake, I never seen so much money. Now, uh, I went to the trouble to draw up the papers uh, showing the transfer and ownership. And... Yes, I got uh, Squire to do that for me. All yeah. you got to do is sign it and the deal's closed. Sign right there, Peabody. All right, sir. All right, that puts the store in my name. You can fix up the deed some other time. I know it's two thousand dollars cash. <laughs> I never held that much money in my hand before. Now, uh, Abner, I brought some stock certificates along. I knew you'd want to invest that money in my Great Western Sterling Silver Company. With two thousand dollars in there, why you'll be one of the richest men in the country. Well, why I appreciate you making a deal for me, but 
I wouldn't be interested in buying no stock in nothing. I've got some other plans for what I'm going to do with this money, and I'm starting out right now. Well, here, wait a minute there, Abner. Hold on. Uh, catch him there, Snake. Hey, come back here, you little cook. I made that bean for you. Well, that little scheme, Mr. Skimp, cost you just $2,000. And now, before we close, I'd like to leave this thought with you. If you're lacking pep and energy on stifling days and nights, don't blame it all on the weather. It's very possible that much of your tired, played-out feeling comes from lack of proper sleep. We don't need so much sleep in summer, it's true. But we do need to sleep soundly. It's the quality of your sleep that counts. I'm telling you this because I have here a tip that is almost certain to help you sleep better tonight. When you go to bed, don't try to go to sleep. Remember that you're resting and that an hour's rest equals at least a half hour's sleep. Also, just before retiring, drink a cool glass full of Horlicks. Horlicks has always worked wonders in promoting sound, restful sleep. It relaxes and soothes you, refreshes you while you rest. So if you feel that the weather is getting you down... Follow these suggestions. Get a package of Horlicks tonight from your druggist in either natural or chocolate flavor and make Horlicks your regular nightcap. This is Carlton Bricker speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks, who now bid you all goodbye until tomorrow at the same time. <laughs>